Welcome to Engineering Success. I'm your host, Jamie Hutton, and in each episode we'll bring you an influential and inspiring guest from the world of engineering, science, technology and mathematics. Sharing fascinating insights into their career journeys, we'll explore the challenges they face, how they keep motivated and what the future holds for them. Speaking candidly about the engineering and other STEM-related industries, we'll find out what's made these successful people successful. This is Engineering Success. Welcome to episode number 25 of Engineering Success with our very special guest, Dr. Nikkei Falayan, MBE. Nikkei is a technical director at leading engineering and consultancy firm WSP, but is more widely known as a co-founder of AFBE UK, Association for Black and Minority Ethnic Engineers. AFBE UK was founded by Nikkei and her brother, Dr. Olifalayan, in 2007, and through it there has been tremendous growth in the inclusion of black and minority ethnic people in engineering. Nikkei is one of the leading voices and advocates for more representation of BME engineers in industry and works relentlessly through AFBE UK to support underrepresented individuals. AFBE UK has now actively supported over 20,000 individuals seeking work in engineering and engineering related subjects whilst also engaging a mix of communities across the UK ranging from companies to engineering institutions and schools to develop and showcase the engineering talent available within the BME community, thereby contributing to the wider engineering talent pool. Nikkei has also been awarded an MBE for her contribution to diversity in engineering. Hi Nikkei and welcome to uh, Engineering Success. It's, gr- it's great to have you on the podcast, uh, finally, after a couple of years. So... <laughs> Can we start right at the beginning? And how did you first get involved in the engineering industry? So for me, it was television, believe it or not. I I always was uh, fascinated about how, you know, you turn on your telly and you see these little people. And I used to, I really used to think they were inside the (laughs) television box. (laughs) And I used to poke, um, because we had this old uh, television with the green uh, printer circuit boards at the back. So I used to try and poke poke the board through the vents (laughs) to see if maybe the people might come out or something. And and so that's what my interest um, um, in um, television started to be and then and then I you know my dad used to say oh well the aerial you know is connected to the television and I'm like what is that (laughs) but that's that was what got me into engineering and and that's what I um I didn't know it was engineering of course but that's what really kind of got my interest like okay how does this really 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 work and then I liked maps a lot I liked physics a lot I didn't have a clue what was going on with chemistry though um, I just thought abstract I don't understand it but I knew that I wanted to do something that I could actually feel yeah. and see an impact so um, that's what really piqued my interest in engineering um, but what has carried that interest on again is television because I then went on to study electronics engineering yeah. and actually uh, do a, a PhD in 
antennas, believe it or not, so right, aerials. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so just to understand how signals work. So yeah, that's 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 my brief story of what right. got me into engineering. Yeah, yeah. So so I so I take it your route into engineering was A levels and uh, d- uh, university degree that's and right. onto your PhD. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. was that, was all that full time? Did you have a placement in that? I didn't have a placement. Uh, right. Funnily enough, um, I did some. I did some work experience, maybe two weeks work experience. Right, yeah. um, I remember working in a, but it wasn't like a proper like um, work experience. What I did was I, I got a job at the time. People used to um, make up computers. So you'd buy the different parts and, and oh, build yes, stuff yeah, into. Yeah. yeah. So I worked in a shop where they did that and, and they fixed they fixed computers. So right. adding additional RAM and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, yeah. So, so I did that, but, I don't know if you could consider that a proper placement or anything like that. So, but yeah, um, yeah that was is, yeah. my experience because I liked fixing things. It just seemed perfect for me, regardless of the fact that it wasn't quite what people would consider yeah. the most prestigious sort of placement to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what would your number one piece of advice be for somebody thinking about a career in engineering? I think if you're thinking about um, engineering, and there's so much online now that you can find out about, um, there are so many ways, for example, this podcast, um, you can find so many types of engineering, yeah. so many types of people that studied it and get like real insight into their personal experiences. But also, um, if you want to study engineering, especially if you're female, um, you know, find people within your network that can support you. There's so many amazing organizations doing so many, so much amazing work around supporting um, people, but also supporting women into engineering. Yeah. So there's always one you can find and get some advice and support to to study it. But don't, the main thing is don't let anyone put you off. It's not for boys, it's for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so how do you think we can infuse this next generation uh, to want to become, uh, you know, future engineers? I think what's really important is role models. Uh, yeah. We need to show people that, you know, it's not, you don't have to have a super duper, you know, extraterrestrial brain to study engineering. You can yeah. just be a normal person like me and you. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. And, and, and you can be a really good engineer as well. Yeah. So, so I, I think that's the main thing. I think people are scared of it because they don't know it. They don't understand it. They don't, you know, uh, I was looking at Twitter uh, a few weeks ago and someone says, what's an engineer? And an engineer put a comment saying, oh, even I don't know. And I've tried <laughs> to describe it to my family. Yeah. Um, that's because it's so broad. And yeah, I always yeah. say, whatever you're interested in, there's some engineering in there. So, you know, just find the engineering that suits you and get involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 do you think engineering could promote itself better as an industry? Oh gosh! Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> I, I think we do ourselves a disservice the way that we, you know, when people think about an engineer, they think about one, um, someone that fixes your boiler, yeah. uh, or um, you know, construction work. And there's and there's nothing wrong. And those are sort of they those parts of engineering. Those are parts of engineering, but that's yeah. not the whole of engineering. So I think we have an image problem in terms of the way that we see engineering. And you see on the underground all the time. You want to use maybe even sometimes you want to use the ladies and they say oh you know it's broken we've called the engineer and I'm just like <laughs> specific yeah so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah so so so, that, so, so I, I think uh, from that perspective but also from the perspective 
of an inclusive industry. Uh, Engineering is not seen as inclusive. Um, At the moment, I believe that 12% of women in engineering, um, and and so the majority are men, um, uh, from an ethnic minority perspective, there's only 9% of us in the industry. And so we we actually, we need a better image, but we need to work internally to change that image by being a bit more inclusive and being not expecting an engineer to be a a certain type of person. Um, So for example, I was watching um, a great engineer who I know, Shrook, and she did this fantastic video on Twitter. And someone had said, "This you can't be an engineer," or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> "She's a fabulous, fabulous yeah, engineer." She is, yeah. And, and so we need we need to change our perception, even as an industry, of how yeah. we see people that are promoting engineering. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people promoting engineering get a lot of, you know bad press in in some instances within their organizations because they don't feel supported by the organizations for what they do yeah so that needs to change lots of work lots and lots of work do you you think the institutions could do more because obviously there's a lot of institutions uh that are you know engineering focused do you think they need to do more as well i definitely think so I, I definitely think that they need to do more. Even the standards for um, professional registration, yeah. I think there needs to be a lot more emphasis on what the engineer actually does outside of the design work, the you know the yeah, surveys, yeah. the things like that. I think there needs to be more emphasis on how that engineer impacts their local community. Yeah. I mean, some people, there's so many, I, I live in Croydon, there's so many engineering companies in Croydon, but if you ask the engineers working in these companies, if they know one local school, some of them <laughs> would struggle. Yeah. And you're yeah, thinking, yeah. hang on, you know, there's a school five minutes. I mean, have you ever thought that maybe you should go there and talk to the young people there? Absolutely, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah. So I, I do think that there is um, a lot of work for institutions to do. I know that they are because um, I'm, I'm on the board of Engineering UK. Yeah. And I know that um, we we have the Tomorrow's Engineers Code, which we're trying to get organisations to sign up to, right. um, to to encourage people to kind of uh, promote engineering in a more inclusive manner. And, yeah. you know, think about it from an impact perspective, how many of those are conversions into engineering. But I think that the institutions need to champion it a bit more. Yeah. Um, at the moment, they've started to pay attention. Thank goodness for that. But I think that there's so much more that they could be doing, um, especially uh, from the older generation perspective. Um, just because you've achieved it and you you are now an yeah. engineer doesn't mean that it doesn't matter what you do with your time. And that really? time includes uh, encouraging CEOs, encouraging you know those people that invite to all their seminars and webinars and all those conferences and whatever to really engage with the communities that they work in in a way that's meaningful in a way that when you ask them which school is five minutes away from you they don't look at you blank and think you know (laughs) I don't don't know but my 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 organization does x and y (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah absolutely agree with that yeah so so what do you think are the are the biggest challenges ahead of our engineering industry the biggest challenge is sustainability right we know that we need more engineers in the uk there's so many reports that say we need i think it's 250,000 engineers or something more uh, to plug the skills gap so i think that the big challenge for us is sustainability and how we plug that sustainability gap is 
diversity and inclusion in my view yeah and that's by encouraging people regardless of background to consider careers in engineering and not just from a studying perspective but to actually recruit them in the industry yeah. um, so engineering uk did a report that showed that if you're black in particular you're 58 you're only 58 percent likely to be employed within an engineering job Right, right. So, 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 so that is an issue. Yeah, and yeah. so for for us, the key challenge is sustainability. Another challenge that's come up, especially with COVID, is innovation. Yeah, um, we're so used to talking about the innovative ideas, but most of these ideas that we're actually working on now have been around for a while, either in the military or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they are innovative, no no offence, but I think that we need to be thinking, especially after COVID, of how we innovate for the better of the world, for yes. the better of net zero targets, things like that. Yeah. At the moment, sometimes we have innovation for just innovation's sake or because it looks cool. You know, everyone talks about AI, <laughs> Absolutely, um, robotics, yeah. Yeah. blah, blah, blah. But how we use those um uh, innovations in a sustainable way considering yeah. net zero and all those really really key things for the planet to exist we need to be thinking about so sustainability and innovation to me yeah. are, are key um areas and i think that to, the way to do that is by considering diversity and inclusion because you know diversity of experiences means diversity of thought diversity Absolutely. of thought means better creativity better yeah. innovation so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and so in engineering, you know, it's I think it's important that we have mentors. Uh, have you had any mentors along your journey? Uh, and do you con- continue to mentor people? Oh, gosh, yes. I, I have so many mentors. And, and what I've, I've, I've been able to do is that I've got I've got literally a mentor for everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I actually sometimes just go online and look for people that I think could potentially be my mentor. Right. And I, 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 I obviously uh, call myself the stalker. I go around looking for people that I can kind of get, um, get you know, uh, a conversation with, a coffee yeah. with. Um, so every, for example, every interview, every every interview I go to, uh, if it's either job opportunity, whatever, I speak to a mentor about it. Right. Um, I remember getting an opportunity that I thought was great. And I called up one of my mentors and he's like, okay, this isn't you. Sorry, but this isn't you. And I'm just really? like, well, it sounds great. And like, it's not you. And so you need, I mean, you need mentors for every area. Yeah. And some of my yeah. mentors are engineers, quite senior engineers, uh, but some of them are not. Some of them are, are people that have um, quite, you know, maybe in, in years, they're, they're younger than me, but yeah. they're people that I kind of look up to in different ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I would call on the likes of Anne-Marie if I had something that I wanted to do and I wasn't sure. Yeah. And straight away, she'd give me some great advice. Or sometimes yeah, one day I call her up and she's like, okay, yeah. this is what you need to do. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, mentoring is really, really important. I mentor a lot of people as well. Yeah. But what I found over time is that those people have mentored me in certain areas so I'd call up the likes of Mimi um, who you know as well yes yeah, so and ask yeah, them yeah. advice on certain things um so yeah for me um mentorship is really really important and it's really important to understand what your key um what a mentor is for what that particular mentor can offer you yeah, yeah. And, and and do it that way so yeah that's that's I'm really a champion for mentoring and being mentored and obviously there's most organizations have a mentoring scheme as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think that people rely on those too much 
rather than thinking about what do you actually need to progress and who yeah. do you need to be talking to and find the people because yes. when you have to do the work of actually finding a mentor yeah. then you take it a bit more seriously yeah yeah and, and also if it's someone who's not working for your company they have a different perspective don't they rather than right. following the company line that's right that's right that's that's absolutely it that's absolutely yeah. it yeah so so how do you keep yourself motivated then well, I've got a 21 month old that keeps me motivated, regardless of whether I want to be or not. <laughs> um, but, but what I what I do is I I actually reach out to people, um, um, or I you know sometimes I even just go online and see what the amazing things people are doing yeah. that encourages me to keep going. Because um, bearing in mind that I, the, for the last 15 years we've been I've, I've been kind of co-founder of AFBE, yeah. and after 15 years you kind of start to experience kind of burnout you kind of think are we really moving forward <laughs> but then you see something and you think oh gosh you know AFB started there's so many other amazing organizations doing amazing work now than there was when yes. we started yeah there's yeah. the organized there's amazing doing amazing stuff yeah there, you know there are organizations like bb stem doing amazing stuff there's BPIC. Yeah. you know there's just so many the plethora yes. of organizations and so i kind of feel like Every time I feel discouraged, I remember that there are people carrying on the work. So we yeah. need to carry on yes, uh, yeah. because this is really important. So um, from a work perspective, how I continue to get motivated is I have a great, I happen to have a great company mentor who I chose myself. Right. And uh, I've had to, <laughs> on many occasions when I felt frustrated and sad, I've had to kind of call him up. You know, there was a time I was having a really hard time with someone at work. And I just called him up and I said, I really need to speak to you. And he's like, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> and in five minutes, he gave me such great advice yeah. that it, because I was really discouraged, it just kind of changed that perspective. So again, it goes back to, Keeping motivated requires you putting the effort in to find people that you think can motivate you, yeah. to find people that you can talk to, um, to look at where you started and where you are. Um, now, you know, when yeah. we started yeah, FBE, yeah. there was 4% of people from ethnic minority backgrounds. There's 9% now. Yes. So, yeah. you know, I truly believe that FBE has had that impact. Yeah, And absolutely. so it keeps you keep, you keep going because, you know, you, you've seen the lives of people change. You're meeting people who you've personally helped to who you're part of their journey and they're part you're part of their story yeah and that yeah. means you you kind of you have to carry on you, you really <laughs> yeah. don't have a choice <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah so, so so who who do you think's been your biggest inspiration my biggest inspiration um i have to say is my dad right um he's late now but my biggest inspiration has to be my my, my dad because uh, he made me believe that as a woman, you can do anything. Yeah. Uh, I always call him, he was one of the first feminists I know, because <laughs> he never had this perception that as a, as a girl, you couldn't do X and Y or, yeah. or whatever. So I can, I continue to, and then I have great role models like my brother, Ollie, who you yes. know, who, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, continue to give me, um, continue to inspire me to think that even when I'm discouraged, because uh, a number of times you just get really kind of disheartened about situations. Yeah. Um, so those people, they're just there to encourage you and they're there to 
for me, they've been there to kind of remind me of what's important. And that's about impact, making an impact in everybody's life. And it's not just about me, me, me. It's yeah. about everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, you've mentioned it. Uh, the, uh, you're the co-founder of the uh, AFB, um, which promotes um, engineering to obviously di- diverse uh, community. How did it start? How did you get started? And what do you actually get involved with? What do you actually, what do you guys actually do? So, yeah, how did it start? It started back in 2007 right. at a time when there was um, a lot of gang culture, as in now, um, in London. But there was also um, an issue around myself and Ollie being in organisations where we couldn't see anybody that looks like us in leadership positions right. and we're having a, I personally was having a really hard time I had a, a demon for line manager and, and because <laughs> right. of that it, it was really really tough but yeah. and then Tony Blair who was the PM at the time came out and said that black culture was responsible for crime at which point I thought I need to think about rethink my profession I should be a gangster I'm in the wrong profession because that's what my culture is about right so 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 we got together and we thought you know we are going to change the stereotype we are going to make a difference and and so what AFB has done is a cradle to grave approach so we start a primary school supporting young people through our program uh, next gen and, and and secondary school um, next gen and making engineering hot is a program that we run yeah and those yes. programs are really focused on social mobility so we choose schools based on certain criteria um, so in the london area we'd use the london poverty line to decide which schools we go to yeah and we'd look, look at ofsted reports to decide what kinds of schools we engage with so that we ensure that we're meeting whole communities um in, in, in to, to support them through engineering and this is regardless of ethnicity yeah. and then we look at universities and we help them with our program called transition uh, which helps them to build the skills required to transition from university into the world of work and and another pro- program called real projects where we talk about real pro- projects in the industry so something like hs2 yeah, you hear HS2, but as a university student, you probably have no idea what this actually means. So what <laughs> yeah. we do in that program is we say, hey, this is what HS2 is about. As an engineer, when you're thinking of HS2, these are the bits you have to. And, and that really helps students because, you know, I remember going into industry thinking I knew everything. And on my first day realizing I knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and but this, this is an opportunity for them to learn about what's actually happened uh, uh, in the industry but what it helps them to do is have talking points when they go to interviews as well to say yes, yes. actually I know about this particular thing yeah. um, so we've had a young person he had an interview with uh, uh, an engineering company and he was so grateful he'd come to real projects because he said you know I was able to go to my interview and talk as if I was some sort of expert on this particular <laughs> yeah. thing and I got the job so so those things are really important but we Absolutely. also have things about the culture of our industry um, so we have something called roundtable where we actually actually discuss the culture of our industry uh, and we allow people to actually vent talk tell their stories and what we do with that is we gather the outcomes and report it in you know taking out the identity of the individuals but reporting to our organizational members so that they they can understand the cultures within 
engineering in particular and what people are experiencing so that they can encourage and improve inclusion. Uh, recently, we started a leadership program to look at leaders and how we can start to get to those positions because uh, back in 2017, we did a survey of the top 100 engineering companies and found that only 0.03% had board members from black backgrounds. And really? even when you combine it with the Asian community, it was less than 3%. Right. So, so we know that there are issues around leadership. Yeah. And so what AFB wants to do is support that. And obviously, uh, a lot of people know about in universities, there's only four, 144 uh, black professors in all UK universities. So even in academia, yeah. there are issues there. And so yeah. what we try to do is find those issues and rather than just pointing the finger and complaining, try and do something to help those communities yeah. to support those people who want those positions. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So, and I know um, AFB is holding its first conference, uh, AFB Live, this year. It takes yes. place on the 22nd of April at yes. the IET London. Can you tell us a bit more about the event, the speakers that you have, and why it's so important that people within industry the whole of industry support this and come along and, and network and, and meet people. No, thank you. Uh, AFB Live is a brainchild of our 15th year of existence. And, and the idea is to have a whole day where we, one, showcase what AFB does, but also give people opportunities to take themselves through the process. So from the attraction piece um, to the uh, recruitment piece, to the uh, retention piece, which no yeah. one wants to talk about, uh, <laughs> to the progression and leadership piece, but also talk about entrepreneurship as well. Yeah. So there are a series of activities um, all through the day, um, discussion panels and roundtables. There's a specific HR session called Ethics of Engineering, where we talk about historical issues around um, recruitment uh, of diverse people within engineering. Uh, we have some amazing speakers. We have uh, Dame Ottoline uh, Laser of CEO of UKRI. We've yeah. got uh, Anne Marie Maffidon, Countdown. Yeah. Countdown standing, amazing person. We have Yewande Akionla coming. We have Otis Dealey, who's the gadget show host of Gadget Show. He's going to be there. Yeah, right. We have Anguna Nadamu, who's a BBC reporter as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, and then in the evening, we have an amazing conference dinner, and we'll have uh, John Amici, a fireside chat with John Amici, who yeah. I hope everybody knows who he is. He's an amazing <laughs> fellow. Yeah. And then we have Dr. Shola Mos uh, Shogamimu as well in the evening, giving yes. the keynote address. Yeah. So it's a packed day of amazing people. You have the likes of Ronnie Savage, who yeah. is just a superhero Absolutely. Uh, to yeah. have started her own engineering firm. And, and, and so the day is going to be amazing. But also we have a next big idea competition, which will look at innovation and engineering and diversity and inclusion and, and solutions for the pandemic. And we have a great lineup of judges. It's gonna be a dragon and styled event. Right. And we have some great prizes from RS grassroots components, uh, cash prizes for students, mentoring opportunities for professionals. So lots yeah. and lots and lots. There's something for everybody. Absolutely. And, and for me, it's more important that organizations show their commitment to diversity and inclusion yeah. by participating in stuff like this. Uh, by coming along to meet some amazing students who will be coming along with their CVs and finding out that, hey, you know, it's not because there's no talent in these communities. They're there. You just need to see them. And we're yeah. creating a platform for people to see. 
Yeah. So how many tickets are available? Do people have to get in early? I know there's tickets that are being sold already. You know, it's, yeah, right. I think it's going to be a sellout, you know, That's so, right. you know, the, the quicker people can, can buy the tickets, the better, you know, is That's there a right. specific number of tickets? That, that, yes. That are, so, so we're expecting 600 people and the tickets right. are already going really fast. Yeah. Um, there is a, the, there is a, a obviously the, the, the um, conference dinner is a bit more of an intimate affair. Yeah. So we're expecting around 200 people for the evening session, but yeah. throughout the day we'll have around uh, 600 people. Early birds tickets uh, are available at the moment. So, if people want to go and get them um i don't actually know the date when they change but i think it's very soon because the tickets <laughs> are going really quickly right. so yeah so i think people should um definitely get their tickets quickly and uh, and and you know just find out about the various on the website there's the um www www.afblive.com which yeah. has information on the speakers has information on the conference dinner oh at the conference dinner we also have yolanda brown and if right. you're a mum <laughs> uh you want dvdc's you'd have seen her and uh, she's an amazing talent and she'll yeah. be um entertaining us in the evening she's a, a mobile award winning jazz uh, player so right. yeah fantastic day of celebration and 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 uh kind of thinking about what we wanted as an industry to promote diversity and inclusion yeah so is the daytime and the dinner is that open for everybody or is the dinner just is for, 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 for members that's open for everybody brilliant so get it's your tickets quick for... because it's all going to go very fast that's right that's i'm looking right. forward to being there as well because i'm definitely yeah. going so it'll be fantastic yes. um and, and finally you know uh, looking forward uh, what does the future hold for for you and you know and, and what and what you're doing and you're and you know you're campaigning and and everything well i i hope that by the time that i retire um diversity and inclusion is in, in engineering is not seen as a tick box exercise yes that diversity and inclusion is so embedded that we it's it's like health and safety yeah. um so when we when you talk about engineering talking health and safety you don't get the blank look of what you what you're talking about what do you mean yeah. uh i'm hoping that we are as afbe and all the other amazing organizations working in this space able to um able to say you know we've actually made diversity and inclusion part of the fabric and culture of of of, of engineering um, from a personal perspective i'm working on some amazing projects at the moment i'm working on hs2 i know it's controversial but i am yeah. working on hs2 <laughs> i'm working on projects in bogota as well um, building a bogota metro and so i hope that i'm in the position to actually influence design but yeah. not just from a um innovation perspective but from a diversity and inclusion perspective uh because until recently um outside of the uk a lot of countries don't really think about um issues around inclusion in terms of uh disability and things like that so i'm hoping that i can use my knowledge and expertise to influence those changes and to and, and to bring some sort of innovation around how we do design inclusive design Call it. <laughs> absolutely uh, nikki that's that's it uh, all done thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been brilliant to speak to you today thank you i've really enjoyed it okay thank you so much for listening to this episode of engineering success with our very special guest dr nikki Falayan, mbe and please follow the tremendous work that nikki does at afbe uk by following them on Twitter, 
Instagram and LinkedIn. All the links can be found on Nikkei's podcast page. It was amazing to speak with Nikkei. She and her brother, Dr. Olifalayan, are making a huge difference to so many people in engineering and the engineering community. And please show your support by attending AFBE Live. It's on the 22nd of April at the IET Savoy Place in London. This will be an amazing event with fantastic speakers, so please support the conference. You can find all the details on their website, which is afbelive.com. I hope to see you all there. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love for you to share it with somebody you feel would benefit from listening to it. You can share it on Instagram or Twitter, and please leave a comment or a rating if you can. Also, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We've got some more great guests coming soon. So, until the next episode, have a great day and I hope you succeed in all you do. Thank you.